Live from Sadler Studios, it is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. Sather, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. Um, it's a very special day for us, uh, episode 20. Very happy to be here. Uh, episode very happy 20. Yes. yes, sir. Big celebration. Uh, thank you for being along with me on this ride, brother. Um, I think we've learned that potting, as, as fun as it is, it can be um it's it's a lot of work and it's it's a lot of things to manage and uh you know we've uh we've stuck it out and doing something 20 times is uh is is pretty remarkable yeah so let's uh let's do it 52 and then and then yeah but uh how are you (laughs) how are you i'm doing good man i'm just uh just like you said i'm just trying to stay busy i've been doing um this scheduling thing every week Uh, my mom bought me this this calendar and i'm typically not Mm -hmm. that person to sit down and then like do a calendar or anything like that and so I've actually been taking the time every Sunday night to write out my schedule for the week, like by the hour. Mm. And it really has been helping me uh, execute all the things I want to execute. I haven't been sticking on it as as diligently as I should be, but I'm mm. I'm getting better at it every time. But um, yeah, I think I've been doing that. And then I, I need to start getting outside more, not like out, <laughs> outside, but I'm going to start going to my roof and, and working out and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I, I think it's important to establish some kind of structure in this time because, uh, you know, I, I I definitely didn't. And so I would just be kind of just going along with the day like, oh, I feel like doing this. All right, I'll do this then. And, right, right. You know, some days I'm just lazy doing nothing. So, yeah, structure's good. So that's good, man. I'm glad to hear you're uh, staying busy and, and efficient. <laughs> yeah, stick with um, the motto. Yeah, man. It's, 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 a, it's a lifestyle. I want to give a big shout out to anyone who is tuning in, any new listeners, whether you like red wine or white wine, Chick-fil-A uh, chicken sandwich or the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, I actually just had one. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy. The other uh, the Chick-fil-A one I had. So I'm very happy about that. Um, Chick-fil-A sauce or Polynesian that 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 really gets the, the people riled up. I'm personally a Polynesian guy. Um, you're a Chick-fil-A guy, Chick-fil-A sauce guy, right? You know, actually, I am more Polynesian. I've, I don't even really, I think I've had the Chick-fil-A sauce like once or twice. I eat Chick-fil-A mm. a lot, but like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had it since this whole Rona situation. But right. um, honestly, I feel like I go for poly more than I do for Chick-fil-A ever. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, same here. Respect that. Okay. Uh, whether you like Hulu or Netflix, uh, Apple TV or Roku and Piccolo or Goku. Yeah, I'm, I'm nice. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm nice. man, trying to man, trying to put a little rhyme in it. Who do you like, you Piccolo know, or Goku more? Who are you? I when I played the Dragon Ball Z games, I would I would use Piccolo a lot. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Piccolo. Um, I'm I'm not like too familiar with all of their backstory. Like I only played the games. Oh, they were dang! Fun. Come on, but, um, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Just, you don't do shows. You don't really. Do you shows. know me, man. You know I, I listen to podcasts and I listen to music all day. I it love was funny too. Piccolo's arc. Love Piccolo. That's my okay. Piccolo's know, black I, too. 
So people people have been telling me I have to try out this uh, anime thing, and maybe one day we'll see. Maybe maybe one day. Uh, Want to give a big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know Anchor, we'll distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms you would like to use, and you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Want to give a quick shout out to our employee of the month. Yeah, they get full months now. Chris Omar, filmmaker. You can follow him on uh, Twitter and Instagram at co.visuals. And of course, want to shout out our landlords for allowing us to pay rent and giving us these in-home studios, uh, makeshift <laughs> studios, whatever it's called, literally in my desk in my room. Right, um, right, so right. Let's, let's jump into the chat. All right. So to start off, uh, some unfortunate news. Um, Hip hop lost Fred the Godson this past week, uh, Bronx, New York rapper. Um, we've experienced so much loss lately. Uh, it's just really tough, and like, and beyond just like rappers, like I was, I was uh in my in my 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 church group chat like every day. There's someone new passing, and it's just like I don't know, like it's just crazy to be surrounded with so much death at this time when we're all stuck inside and just more morale is low. So um, yeah, but. And this is not to minimize Fred the Godson. Uh, so, you know, for, for, for anyone who's affected by that family, lovers of hip hop, uh, lovers of, of, of the culture, people within the culture, we want to send our love to you all. Uh, I want to get into some quick late reviews of some albums that dropped last week. I'm doing this new thing uh, where if an album drops that, that I want to review, I only allow myself to listen to that artist and their music until I finish the review. Uh, so last week that was with Division, and Division dropped same day as The Baby and West Side Gun. Um, but I, I wanted to listen to both of those albums, and I talked about how I heard the intro last week. But I finally got through it. Um, I didn't I, I, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> and it's not that it's bad music necessarily, although some, some songs are just really bad. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing the same stuff from the baby, and, and it's crazy to expect someone to evolve their, their sound when they've been active for like what a year, two years. But when you're operating at the level that he was, like he was, exactly. he was, he, exactly. he really overwhelmed us with music. So it was easy to get have that fatigue. So yeah, man, like you know, Future saved the song he was on. I thought Future should have been on another song sad shit because like it sounded like a future song the roddy rich song was good but i there wasn't really much that did did it for me on that album west side guns album on the other hand uh, i like that the production was amazing his rap voice really bothers me um like <laughs> uh and it's um, all all due respect to him because I, I love griselda and, and what they're bringing to the culture and they're big wrestling fans and they've mentioned wrestling a lot in their music which i obviously love but um yeah that album was really good uh tyler the creator killed his feature on uh 327 um Benny killed both of his verses. Wale was was on there. We're going to talk about Wale a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like that. I just wanted to give you guys some thoughts on those because we mentioned that they dropped last week. Um, Babyface versus Teddy Riley. Oh. Let's, let's, let's hear your thoughts on that, bro. Man, I was so – like, it's kind of weird, though, with the Babyface Teddy Riley situation. I was super hyped for the first time. It was like three – We had they had like three pump fakes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, on man. the first one – you know, of course, it got canceled. So we kind of like we had our hopes up, but it was like, OK, postpone, whatever. The second one it's just like, bruh, this was just too much, Teddy. Like it was too much going on. Mm-hmm. Technical difficulties, the, the, the theatrics. It was just a lot. Right. Yeah. And I think we had kind of built up expectations for how these battles are supposed to go, given the ones that we've had before. And I still feel like 
execution wise, I, I still feel like Neil Jonte has been my favorite. Like mm-hmm. it was just easy to hear. It was not yeah. too much theatrics. They had good angles that they were it was you were focused on the who was playing what song versus what song. The curation of the whole thing was really good. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's just now it's just like I don't know, man. Like uh when I finally ended up watching it, I got to it, and then it's like it wasn't working on my phone, and then some people you know, yeah, we're able to work on the phone and then I had to go to my laptop and <laughs> it was just a lot. I really, to be yeah. honest, it really spoiled um, this experience for me. The, the fact that there were so many pump fakes for it and then all of just the technical difficulties and just the extraness from it. So that's the way I feel about it. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it was still good, though. Like the parts that I did mm-hmm. watch, I did end it a little early because, you know, I just didn't need to stay for the whole entire time. But. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, th- these are, these are two absolute icons in our, in our lane. I was watching also interesting talk about Teddy Riley. I was watching uh, the revolt summit from 19, uh, 2019, 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was the panel with producers and Terrace Martin was talking about to Brian Michael Cox was the moderator. So Terrace Martin was saying how like Teddy Riley, people don't understand how much Teddy Riley has influenced the sound of current R and B mainstream R and B that we hear nowadays because mm-hmm. a lot of that draws upon the nineties R and B sound. And that was mm-hmm. a lot of it was Teddy Riley, especially the, a lot of the big records. So um, it's just really interesting to think about how the effects of these two guys, especially if people, if maybe, you know, they've been on my, within my awareness on my radar for a long time, obviously, because these are the greats yeah. and I'm in the industry for people who are just getting familiar with Teddy Riley. You know, you may have heard Babyface's name, but Teddy Riley, like he's the guy, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. despite his theatrics and technical difficulties, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a deflating experience for me too. I was, I was hyped the first time. Like I, I had drinks, I I had my laptop right, set right, up, like right. I was sitting there ready. And then they're like, yeah, postpartum. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's cool that we got two, two legends like them to, to actually follow through and do this. Cause people have been calling for so many people to do these battles now. And there's just realistically like Ho- Hov and Drake are not going to do it. Like Kanye and Pharrell are not going to do it, but Babyface and Teddy Riley being like, older and you know learning how to use ig live and doing that for us is really really cool um right. even if you know there were there were the pump fakes so yeah definitely agree there man you were um letting off the clip with the uh bill clinton swag albums man you had it you had it separated by genre i was yeah. uh I was, I, was, I, was, I was overwhelmed but i, I feel it because it, it's hard to just name four albums that you love but, right right of course when you love uh various genres um, but if you had to make like one that encompasses all of them, like an overall one, what would it be? I feel like the one for me that would be the all encompassing, I think it was my personal goat one, which had like, mm. uh, get lifted on there by John legend channel orange, obviously Frank ocean. I had mm. thriller on there and I'm trying to remember what was my last album. Was it Stevie wonder. Yeah. Songs in the key of life. Stevie wonder, mm-hmm. man. Like those are like, if someone said, okay, you're trapped in quarantine and you can only listen to four albums, I'd be like, okay, cool. With those, <laughs> man, with those, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just running Get Lifted the other day. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. Those, uh, those projects are my joints. But, yeah, I think that was really cool. I, like, I always like it's seeing people's music interests and in, in, uh, the stuff they like. And that's why I did it by genre, too, because I felt like also it would be interesting. People would be interested. I think a lot of people were surprised to see that I listened to, like, indie and then, like, people were responding mm-hmm. to me, too. Like, oh, you that was a great album. This I'm like, whoa, you listen to this stuff, too? <laughs> so it was it was cool to see that. You know, I think a lot of 
people, especially within our community, I think are like closeted when it comes to like liking certain um, genres and they don't want to like say like, oh, I like this genre. I like this genre for fear of like, you know, not being black enough or whatever it is. Um, You know that, you know, that pressure with everything, but you Mm -hmm. can listen to whatever music you want to listen to, y'all. So it don't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I didn't do any of them. If I had to think of one, though, like and this is me going completely off top of the head. It would be Drake. Nothing was the same. Is is obviously there, right? Um, Neo, Year of the Gentleman. Okay, yeah, that's a fire um, one. All right, yeah, I want to speed this up. I'm gonna go party next door. P two. Okay, that's P2. good. And I'm gonna go Jay Z Black album. Okay, that's I not bad. That's album. not bad. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I I would have to think on this more, and I, I think I'm gonna have to do a separate rap one and an R and B one. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna go those. You four. should do them, man. People want to yeah. see it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Content. Speaking <laughs> of content that we are excited about, um, Wale dropped the Sumi video uh, this past week, and that was the opener to his album. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, which I thought was a really phenomenal album. It's one of my favorites of 2019, and it's a song. It's it's one of those songs that felt like a cultural hit. And we're gonna talk about hits later. Um, but he, he didn't really do much with it. He was still pushing on chill. Um, and then the record, um, love with Bryson Tiller was the next single, but seeing this video was really cool. Eight minutes long. It featured this actor whose name, uh, I can't think of right now, but like, it was, it was like a whole film to it. And it was essentially like a, a white guy walking around being treated like how black people have been treated. Like he was, he was ah. sitting in, yeah. Cause Sumi, I'm rooting for everybody who's black. So like, this is one scene is mad funny. Like he's, he, he's in this coffee shop. Um, and there are these two white guys sitting down at, at a table and, and they're like between all, all these black people sitting together. And then like these two black dudes walk up and like, they did basically say like, yo, get up, get out of here. And, and then they're like escorted out by security. And it's like, it, it was, it was phenomenal. Like if you're, if you're like, super woke and like hotep and you know third eye like you're, you're gonna you're gonna love it why you gotta you're why really you gotta be hotep and third eye to love it <laughs> no you, i mean i i love it too I, I i wouldn't consider myself either of those but but the, but you know people who are super super hotep you know like they're you know the yeah the the the, the think pieces are loading um <laughs> did, did, did you, you you get a chance to see no i haven't had a chance to see it but uh i'm gonna check it out and and provide Boy. my thoughts yeah, no, nah, it um and it's it's really inspired like this Wale dialogue that I think we need to have and like he he's been trying to start it himself like he's he's treated so interestingly among the culture and like when we talk about it a lot like Wale came from the same class as Drake, Cole, Kendrick, uh Cuddy, uh Mac Miller and like Wiz Khalifa were all around that time. And Wale's super talented. Like I've I've really enjoyed so much of his music, but he's and, you know, like Cole, Kendrick and Drake, obviously top three pinnacle, like they've transcended life. But and so, like, <laughs> you know, like you can't put Wale on that level in terms of popularity and status. But like just in terms of the music, it's like, man, this guy's super, super talented and he's not appreciated right now. And I think the conversations that we're going to have about him when he retires or, you know, uh, God forbid, when he's gone, are the types of conversations we need to have now. Like he's, I, I think he's really given a lot, and he's he's not giving his flowers, and it it, it obviously weighs on him. Um, and it's just fascinating to me. Like it, it really, really is. And like on 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 the other hand, I get it. Like because he can be passive aggressive, he can be sensitive, and like I guess people don't 
like that, which is which has always been weird to me. Like like artists are humans; they have feelings. They're going to express their feelings, and you know, it's it's always weird when people have issues with artists having human moments. But um, the thing is, for me though, like I, I can really just think about it when I think about the big three. Two of the big three, mm-hmm. Kendrick and Cole, are elusive. They mm-hmm. they give us music and they disappear. They mm-hmm. may, Kendrick don't have no comments. He has nothing to say. Cole may every now and then say, like, y'all got to do this or do that, like, related to the culture or just social justice, whatever he says, right? Mm-hmm. Drake is one who we know his business be kind of out there because it's oftentimes connected to his music and whatnot, like right. his son and then the whole push of beef, all that sort of things like that. Wale... I think I think his music sometimes gets pushed to the foreground, I mean to the background. And that like you said his personality is more in the foreground than anything. So like mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know why people don't necessarily. I can think of that, you know, also it's like there's such a to me it's a steep decline or steep drop off when it comes to the big three and then like right. the next conversation you know like travis mm-hmm. has bumped himself up several spots in that mm-hmm. and i think wale was is in that like you know within that four to eight slot of you know coming up into the big three eventually um <laughs> he's in that four between numbers four and eight to me wale is there um but i don't know yeah it's different for everyone it's interesting it's very very interesting um okay so to some amazing news that we're excited about we've been building toward this as a podcast for a while um kehlani announced her album uh it was good until it wasn't i'm thrilled the cover art she looked immaculate listen the cover Um, (laughs) man she knew what she was doing she she knew exactly what she was doing um i've i've really just loved and we've talked about it so much so i, I don't want to stay on it too long but i really loved love, love her direction lately like the the emotion of the music the the the, the home video she's doing like mm-hmm. just really doing it all herself and really Natural. like you know like owning it yeah and, and it feels it just feels it feels genuine like it doesn't feel like something she's forcing right um, right, right and yeah I, I love it so i'm really excited about the album i don't remember if she said a date it might be may i think something. it's may 8th I May 8th. Quote okay. us, don't quote us on that, but I think it's May eighth around there. Uh, yeah, okay. Kehlani, she is. I'm so excited for her, for this whole project. Yeah. Forget also, she's our age. So twenty. She just turned twenty five. Turned twenty five. 20, yeah, she just turned twenty five. Yeah. Like what? So, yeah. anyways, yeah. No, she's doing her thing. I'm excited for her. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna sh- hit the video now. Actually, because I was like eight minutes in. Uh, this past week, Alina Baraz dropped her uh, album. It was divine. She actually dropped it early. It was set for May, but she gave it to us early. Um, a couple people that I'm, I'm connected with had heard it uh, prior to its release, and they were really building it up. So I was excited to hear it. I got through it once. It was really good. I'm, I'm not going to go in depth because I don't like to be, you know, trying to analyze or critique things after just one listen. But from one listen, it did sound really good. And like she's definitely she's definitely one of those uh, singers who like sounds like she's whispering which is something people complain about but like it, it nah like she, she she really brings it even within that whole whisper mm-hmm. lane that i feel jenny Aiko has birthed um so yeah it was it, it was a good album um I'm, I'm gonna check it out some more we can get deeper into it um tde man tde fan appreciation week it was um a lot of a lot of um music from 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 that label they they came outside so it kicked off with absol he dropped off and i really don't know how to pronounce this i'm gonna try <laughs> danger rookie power freestyle 
um if if i'm like missing something very obvious and i'm and, and i'm ignorant feel free to slander me y'all um and isaiah rashad dropped a single why worry sir dropped uh rapper weed featuring boogie which was my favorite of the releases um reason dropped i might not make it which was a pretty controversial type song so some of the things he said about donald trump and six nine and uh yeah it was it was a little wild and then zachar uh zakari dropped two songs uh this woman's work and edamame so man uh seeing tde come outside is always a big deal and seeing them come outside in this way so overwhelmingly was um Mm -hmm. especially dope um i I enjoyed all the music yeah it was really cool um and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what what's next because obviously there were some notable people who didn't drop anything kendrick of course um j-rock schoolboy (laughs) dropped an album last year that i didn't really like so i'm not like you know in a rush to hear new, new schoolboy, but you know everyone would, was looking for Kendrick J Rock and SZA, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, and lastly, Travis Scott and Kid Cudi linked up for a single called "The Scots." Um, they also mm-hmm. announced that they have a collab album on the way. Um, that's really exciting. Um, obviously, Travis takes a lot of influence from Kid Cudi. I believe he's also uh, he's reached a point where he's far bigger than than, than Kid Cudi. And it's it's at the point for Travis now where it's like, you know, what does he do next? Like he's he's elevated himself to a superstar. So like what what cool contribution can he give to the culture next? So people don't necessarily get tired of him or try to put him in like put him in a box, which you can't because Travis is so experimental. But to see him linking up with Cuddy, you know, Cuddy hasn't released anything um, uh, uh, he hasn't released an album since Kid See Ghost with uh, Ye back in 2018. He, he released a single recently, but you know people have been looking for, for new Cuddy. So seeing him and Travis come together will be will be really interesting. We're gonna talk about Travis a bit more later, but um, I, I I enjoyed the single to Scotts. Um, I'm looking forward to the album. Um, and with that said, I'm parched. So what you sipping <laughs> on, bro? That's funny. No, it's a perfect segue. I am sipping on some matcha green tea. Yes, people, I do actually be sipping the teas that I be talking about. Yes, this is matcha green tea. That's good. It's antibacterial. It's good relief uh, for fresh. It, good relief. It gives fresher breath. Um, and it's just like good energy boost, too. It's a good. It's uh, it gives you all the energy without the crash. So I love matcha. Y'all should have it. But our half and half this week is coming from The Verge. This is Travis Scott's first Fortnite concert. It was surreal and spectacular by Andrew Webster. So for those who do not know, Travis Scott uh, just recently um, went on Fortnite and basically hosted a concert, as they call it, the Astronomical Experience. And what happened is... uh, Travis went on and they designed for people who don't know Fortnite. Fortnite is a video game where people can come in. It's like a, you know, it's like an online video game where people come in and you interact with other players online. But it's really its own world. Like it's a virtual yeah. world space. And it's I really recommend that everyone goes and checks out the way that they had this concert. So basically in the video game they said they had been building on one part of this area in the video game, I don't play the video game, uh, but there's just like a sandy beach area or something like that where they were building a stage, quote unquote. And people in the game were seeing this and like, what's going on here? And then they announced that Travis Scott was going to be having a, a virtual astronomical performance um, related to Astro World. And there's a video of it online, and it is just like, it's actually kind of crazy. Is one player they uh, there's a, several videos, but this one player did like kind of a screen record of their experience while they were watching it happen. And 
literally it's like this giant Travis in the video game, like a like a super giant version of him and like this astro world ball like floating with him and like it's it's a sensory experience like he becomes like a terminator like his skin comes off and like and then he has this like cover it, it really gets like very very trippy i can only imagine uh with people who are under the influence watching this um <laughs> Bro, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right, and it was really <laughs> it was cool. Coolest. It was really cool so far as branding too. So, like, I wanted to get into the discussion about how that happens so far as branding. So, all of his uh, his different outfits as he was changing from song to song, he would have different outfits, and his outfits were related to the gear that he has. You know, so like his Cactus Jack ones, uh, the Jordan shoot, all the different Jordan collabs that he has, and all the other merch collabs that he's been a part of. Um, and one user who on a Rolling Stone, there's several articles I, I, I saw a few. Um, there was one of the, who got this guy recounts his experience of being on there as kind of like a mid twenties person on there with a bunch of little kids and how he got killed a bunch of times before he could be able <laughs> to even watch the performance. Um, but he was talking about how after this show, uh, he immediately got into his email links and like saying, you know, oh, cop this merch, cop this merch is limited edition merch, and so. This is not the first virtual performance that has happened. Marshmallow, uh, the DJ and producer, actually did one. Um, what was it last year? Which uh, in twenty nineteen. So this is just Travis Scott's first one. So yeah, Astroworld has this larger than life persona, which is so fascinating um, that he's been able to create a world. And it's like to your point where you're talking about like Travis has gone into this realm where he is like kind of like, what are you going to do next? How are you going to level up? And this is really. I didn't think he could level up, but he's leveling up and still using that music that he gave us from Astro World. Um, so I think my this is really interesting for artists coming into futures. Like when artists create these great concept albums and albums that have a lot of applicability to the real world. I mean, able to take Astro World and create an amusement park or create uh, a festival surrounding it or create a virtual experience for other artists who create these concept albums that have that applicability or that marketability. This virtual space is really going to be something that to take advantage of. And I think that Travis has shown um, that he's ahead of the curve when it comes to marketing and coming up with new ideas to promote his music, especially to different audiences. Like even in the game, I saw that there, uh, I was reading that there's these things called emotes and emotes where basically people, for those who understand this is my best understanding of it is that like you can do little dances and stuff. Like people are talking about the Fortnite dances and all that. And like, mm -hmm. they only block certain dances, like to where you could only head bang to the music, like as if you're moshing and you could do the little like, um, flaming mic stand thing that Travis is known for. <laughs> and those are the only two that we were able to do apparently in while you were watching the concert. And That's so like, crazy. just to think about the branding, the level of brand that they went to the, the extremes that you have to, people, you really just got to take a moment and watch this video. It is, it's very fascinating. And just think about like how this could be applicable to like even bigger artists. I think about like Lady Gaga. I think even Drizzy could do something really cool. I just think about, all these different artists that um, are really creative artists and how this could really expose them to newer audiences because the Fortnite aid, you know, that group, it's, a, it's of the younger group, um, mm -hmm. mostly, <clears throat> mainly. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking to gain that audience in that market, that TikTok generation, you definitely need to be thinking about virtual experiences. So that's my half and half. It's really, really cool. There was only to also 12 million people. 12 million people came on and watched it. Bro, it oh, yeah, just it makes was, no sense. Like what? 
it was amazing planning and amazing a- a- execution. Like he previewed the uh, the record with Kid Cudi called yeah. Scott's, and it ended up having the biggest Spotify global streaming debut. It beat Billie Eilish. <laughs> like they beat Billie Eilish just because of how well this was marketed. And Travis showed, you know, how how, how much connectivity if that's a word connection. I don't no, know. No connectivity um, between is a word. connectivity. Cool between music, video games, fashion, like, you know, there's, there's, there's a community where we all kind of intersect. And, and he really did this. Like I, I woke up uh, the morning after he did it. Cause I, I didn't watch it live, but I saw the videos on Twitter. And I was like, yo, did he really do this? Like, it was nuts. Like, bro, like imagine like just running around, like playing Fortnite, you know, building and like, you know, drinking your shield and shooting people. And then a huge Travis Scott's performing. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Shout out to him for for taking things to to the next level. I'm I'm excited to see more people do this. Party next door did his listening party on Twitch, and like there's like this whole Twitch video game team full of like artists and rappers and stuff. So it's it's really cool to see all these all these different partnerships um, with, with with video games and stuff like that. So yeah, one more time, shout out to Trav. Um, well, again, we want to shout out our employee of the month, uh, Chris Omar, filmmaker, videographer extraordinaire. Um, we're going to jump into the slide deck. So let's slide. The best song wasn't the same. All right. Um, so episode 20, we, we, we are responsible for bringing some bangers. Would you uh, would you bring for us, brother? Man, I got this heat for y'all, man. This is Moody by John Doe featuring Saba. This is produced by Day Day Pivot. With my shorty from the north who attitude on bad and rules, bad and rules. I just stack it to until I'm fat and full. I ain't never stop. Nigga play my card like a fool, like a joker, like a jest. I'm Stallone, I'm Sylvester. I get both like a teller. I just told him what you tell her. I say this ain't featherweight. We got our cheese to feather away, and anything that come between us that'll be a fatal day. Okay, I don't know if you notice or not. Like hooking the boat to a dot. She coming back over the mines. Like how we you open the box? She call me bitch though, I'm not. They say I'm the go to the night. But I'ma be up with the mob. I seen her on my news feed like who she? Scary hours, spooky. He love me cause I'm moody. My chef kiss when I'm in it, it's a movie. Wow, yo bitch, hella calm, but she bougie. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, John Doe. All right. Wow. John Doe, Saba. The, I love Saba. Um, so seeing them work together is dope. You you introduced me to her, playing her as a deep cut like early on in our in our um start to potting but yeah she's dope man that was that was good that was really good jeez wow shout out wow. to day day wow for that, beat. that was fire <laughs> i'm shocked too because like the song is only what like like a minute 43 or something like that like that mm-hmm. it feels so full the whole time Dang, at first i thought maybe saba had done production on it because you know he'd be producing or what i think or him or sango i begin the two confused but anyway <laughs> um but yeah 
Uh, yeah, no, shout out John Doe. What you got, Armand? Uh, a very, very special record. Uh, this dropped on 420, but I actually had the had the pleasure of hearing it early. Um, shout out to G. Uh, he's featured on this. This is Battle by Ashley White, uh, Zave, and Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh, produced by PK Beats. song it's it i when, when g first played it i, I told him it was kind of like a three-act play because like ashley's mm-hmm. verse zave's verse and his verse are all so distinct and so different but they still work so well together it's really really personal it's deep stuff like who's I've, I've, I've never heard g yeah who, who, who honestly who's cutting onions like i've 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 i've, I've gotten real close to g in, in the last year and i've never heard him be so open as as he was and i, I obviously i really um connected with that horror for companionship line so <laughs> yeah. so yeah. shout out to them for, for that that's that's a special record I, I i hope a lot more people i hope a lot of people like hear you know what we play from the pod and then listen to the full thing because well you know we obviously only got to play a part of it but yeah that's that's a really really special track so if you want uh these deep cuts all of our previous deep cuts the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist is live on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our bio. Send us some slides to at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter or email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. Fun board meeting coming up, bro. Are you prepared? I am so ready for this board meeting. <laughs> so, friends, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, well, I've learned in quarantine a lot of people share thoughts. And a lot of their thoughts I could really do without. Um, <laughs> like, and when it comes to music in particular, there's a lot of people who are just saying things that just really shouldn't be said. Uh, but one interesting conversation that came up this past week that I, I was, I, I was like very fired up participating in this because it, it, this really displayed just how people think and also how loyalty to an artist can bias the way people think. So t- to give some backstory, 
French Montana did an interview uh, with Speedy Mormon on Complex, and uh, Speedy basically asked him, you know, what's what's uh, what's I, I think he asked what's next for him or something like that. He was saying that uh, Tory yeah, Lanez. He was saying that Tory Lanez, uh, you know, that French and Tory may not be a, a good battle, but he he Speedy asked French, who do you think you know should be better up to par with you? And then that's when right. he started. So go ahead, continue. Right. Yes. So. Kendrick, uh, uh, I'm mean, sorry, French brings up Kendrick Lamar and he says that, you know, when it comes to making anthems and hits, you know, I, I can I, I can bat, uh, go to bat with Kendrick Lamar. If, if we're on a festival stage, I'll get the stage more lit than Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So it started this whole conversation on Twitter and especially with, we've been having these versus battles lately of who has more hits, Kendrick versus French. What I found in the conversation is that because people believe Kendrick is the, is the better artist, they were almost like offended when someone said, well, French might actually have more hits than Kendrick. Now, the numbers were, were, were crunched, um, and we're, we're going to read those to you. Um, in terms of Billboard, French Montana's uh, Hot 100. Uh, he has no number ones, two top 10 <laughs> hits, and 17 chart entries. For Kendrick Lamar, he has two number ones, eight top 10 hits, 48 chart entries. So just now, if, if we're just valuing charting, then Kendrick blows French out of the water. But hits are more than numbers. And that's the discussion that we want to have today. Um, when we were talking about it, because we, we had a whole argument in our, um, in our frats group chat about this, um, and I dropped this, this quote. I actually felt really genius saying this in the moment. <laughs> um, but, it was a great moment. Uh, people, thank you, thank you, bro. People asked, you know, how, how do we define hits? So I said numbers slash charting, which can be measured, and impact, which is not quantifiable, but it's empirical, meaning it's observed, it's felt. It's not something that you can put a number to or calculate, but it's just, you know, it's like word of mouth. It's a feeling. And because people feel differently and observe things differently, that's subjective. And that's where the conversation kind of gets a bit difficult. So we're, we're going to try to quantify and define hits today um, using the the French and, and Kendrick situation. Um, and also just bringing up some some other artists um, who, who we feel have hits, but, you know, it may not be for the numbers and it may not be for the uh, narrative. So first, what what were your thoughts when, when this French versus Kendrick stuff came up, man? Initially, I was like, oh, my gosh, here French go trying to get some pub, blah, 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 blah. Because the first <laughs> tweet, the first tweet that I had seen was the one where he said, quote, if we just talking about anthems. Uh, it me versus Kendrick hit for hit. I believe I can go neck and neck. I've been making mm-hmm. hits for a long time. It ain't my fault. I believe in myself. How was I supposed mm-hmm. to answer that question? How many times I got to prove myself before I get mine? And at first, mm-hmm. that, especially that last line, that made me think that, you know, oh, French, you just mad. Like, why are you, what are you mad at? You know, like, I know yeah. French got hits, but what are you mad at? Like, you, you waiting for people to give you your, your flowers, your due or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. so, honestly, like when I had a moment when we were preparing for this, I went and did more research, and truthfully, uh, French was really not slandering Kendrick. He wasn't. Mm. He wasn't saying that, and he did go on to say. You know, I mean, he said that's not just Kendrick. That goes for anybody who has charts, you know. And he said, like, he, that he loves Kendrick. Um, that he yeah. says that Kendrick has great albums. He has masterpieces. Is the word that he even used too. So, like, let's not. I don't. I don't want people to misconstrue and thinking that. And I seen some articles who was kind of like beef or feud or anything like that. I'm like, this is not a beef, nor is no. it a feud. You know, uh, it's it's his rap. I mean, Kendrick did the control verse. That was the first time we seen Kendrick bite back at people and 
over a verse. But, you know, Kendrick, if we do see a rebuttal from Kendrick in any way, which I don't think we We will. (laughs) But if we do, it won't be nobody's press statement. It will be within a verse tucked in somewhere. And he will say it, I think, in a general fashion. Um, But interesting enough, you know, like I, I just... At first, you know, my first instinct without doing further research was like, French, what are you talking about, sir? <laughs> like, I there's vid, that video of backseat freestyle. I mean, um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Why can't mm-hmm. I remember the name of the song right now? It's not backseat freestyle. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I can do that. But um, yeah, like when you hear that song, there was that video on Twitter of like during the festival time when he was touring that music, the people were going absolutely nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And French gets love in New York too. And I mean, a lot of absolutely. also I have to like think about too, like our followers, a lot of our followers are from this area, New York area, whatnot. Yeah. And so they're going to give, you know, French that, that due. And French should be yeah. getting his due. But like, let's understand, guys, like Kendrick is larger than life. And even yeah. it was interesting too. Sorry, I'm going on tangent, but no, no, French had even kind of pointed at, you know, like, you know, Kendrick may be better, you know, rapper or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And like, so he, you know, he, he's giving, he gave Kendrick his due so far as like Kendrick, he knows yeah. Kendrick will outwrap him any day. Um, but he was, you know, really saying that he has these chart topping songs. So I don't know. Yeah. French, I, I don't see what, the, I see how this is being kind of sort of misconstrued to say French came for Kendrick. He didn't come for Kendrick. Kendrick was just the example in the moment. And I think it was yeah. a poor example because even based on, and that's just our uh, billboard hits. We haven't gone into the RIA, RIAA uh, hits, which is like the recording is the recording uh, industry association of America. Those are the ones right. who certify albums as gold, platinum, so forth, so on and so forth. But it's mm. just, it's just so funny when you look at the data. It was a weird conversation. It's comparing like a, a, a salad to a steak. Like, um, right. and, and that's not, that's not the insult <laughs> either person. They're just different artists. Like, what, what I found came out, and as I said before, is loyalty to, you know, wh- whoever your favorite is. Like, Kendrick, Kendrick supporters are going to, like, you can't compare anyone to Kendrick. And I, I get it because he, he, he's a generational talent, but, like, people just don't allow it. And, and they get very feisty. Um, but um, regional bias came out, too, because there's a lot of the New York people who are standing up for French, and rightfully so. Like, he's given anthems, New York anthem, pull up La Marina in a yacht. Like, that's a legendary line. Like, when, when you've gone to La Marina... And and you see how it's set up, and you think about French Montana pulling up in a yacht like that's that's some epic stuff. Um, so, like he he's dope, and like I I would never discredit French. Like I've I've given him the respect of actually like listening to his projects, which they they haven't been that good to me. But in terms of making hits, in terms of making anthems, he's he's good at that. But the thing is, the bar for a hit has gotten very low in my mind, and I think streaming and numbers have have had a lot to do with it. Um. And so I, I, I want to get into these numbers as well. The Recording Industry Association of, of, of America, um, to, to, to have a gold track, you need to move 500 units, uh, 500,000 units. A platinum track, a uh, million units. A multi-platinum, 2 million units, and so on. Now, to me, going gold doesn't necessarily make your song a hit. Like, there, it doesn't. There is... It's as I said before, like there's numbers, but there's also just the, the impact around it. Like on chill, for example, by Wale. I'm not sure if that's platinum yet. That's something that I, I, I would have to look up really quick. But to me, that's a hit. And that's because every single day party you went to, every every radio uh, people, were, it, it, it is on it is a uh, platinum, by the way, um, day parties, brunches, radios, adults knew it, kids knew it. It was it was just moving in in that way, and you know when you have a, 
a, a recognizable sample and you have Jeremiah on a hook, like it's kind of just the, the 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 formula for a hit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's interesting. Like, and it's it it's it's so much of the reason why I'm not a numbers guy, and like I get so frustrated when people bring numbers up in conversations because like numbers are are very very different. Like these days, you know, like for example, damn, like all all the songs on on damn charted. But but the way people release albums these days are very differently. Someone on Twitter was talking about this. Like back in the day, you would go buy 50 Cent's album because 50 Cent had like two or three really strong singles. Exactly. You wouldn't even know the whole track list. But now like we go into albums knowing the track list, we know who's on the song. So like people go specifically to to a certain song. So like it's like it's it's really it's it's not the same. Like things kind of have to be gauged differently. Right. no, I think and, we just gotta address like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, fine. just we have to address when it's speaking to numbers. I think it's not bad to bring numbers into a conversation. And I think it's yeah. good because I think it, it does bring some of the lofty concepts or like just wild, you know, ideas back down to <laughs> to ground zero. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but I think you have to acknowledge that numbers do have a limit, and that's where you said like that quote. That's why I even wanted to mention that quote. You said like empirical <laughs> data matters like the so much the feeling of it does matter and you have to talk about that but go ahead and continue yeah and i think we we conflate hits with bops with jams mm-hmm. yeah. With, yeah with anthems with smashes like the 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 pinnacle to me is a smash a smash hit yeah yeah and yeah. and then it's a hit and and then it's an anthem and then it's a jam and then it's a bop. That's that's my hierarchy to it. But I think something will be a bop, and will and people will really like it for the moment, and they'll try to call it a hit. And like, bops can get numbers too. But like, I it's like if if, if it's just like a TikTok record that's right. a bop, right? That's getting attention. Like, I I, I can't call it a hit if it's right. not something that might not be playing outside or people aren't talking about it. And a lot of that is subjective um, too. It's just like even you know yeah. creating a hierarchy too about it because like I would put an anthem. If something is an anthem to me, that's just like everybody knows the lyric. Like all I do is win is an anthem. Like that was played at yeah. sports arena. It's still played at sports arenas. It's played in just those all types of scenarios and situations. Like those to me are anthemic songs. And to give that title to something is like it has to hold a lot of weight. But mm-hmm. the weight that we would recognize is like in the empirical data. Like. I'm sure there's no stat that exists to say like how many times all I do is win was played in a stadium or at a baseball game or this that, and the third. But no, when you're outside, you're going to hear that song in these sort of anthemic scenarios and environments, right? Mm-hmm. Or environments where the song is conducive to be played. And so I feel like that is a real point that we have to address in yeah. coming up like what constitutes a hit. So like in relation mm-hmm. to the French and Kendrick situation, I think French has a lot of empirical hits. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to songs that mean something, when you go outside, you're going to hear French. You know what I'm saying? Like, and whether it's his song or not, he's going to be on the song most of the time when it comes to those big records. You know what I'm saying? So something that was really annoying me about the conversation was people were trying to say, Oh, he had the worst verse on this. So it doesn't even count. You can't arbitrarily take away someone's hit. If they're on the song, like, yes, French's verse might be the worst more often than not. Like, I'll, I'll admit that. But like, stay scheming. He gave stay scheming that, that hook. 
that hook is great on State Scheming. So even if his verse doesn't hold up, he still had a significant contribution. Even if his contribution wasn't significant, if you're a part of the record, you're a part of the songwriting mm-hmm. and, the, and the composition, exactly. and that shows up on, on, on your charting, like you, you, you have the right to call that your hit. You have the right to play that. In, of course. In yeah, people are going to um, play it on at, at concerts and festivals anyways. Like, exactly. regardless, like no limits. Everyone was playing. Anyone who was on that, I, I guarantee you at a show they played that. From, For sure. <laughs> from Cardi to g Easy to ASAP, all of them played that song in their own mm-hmm. respective uh, shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think... I, th- I think it would be good for us to, because uh, we talk about empirical hits, but we should uh, kind of distinguish between like technical hits and, and empirical hits. There are certain artists who consistently do the numbers. Post Malone is 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 killing the numbers uh, throughout his career. Yeah. Bruno Mars is is a big big numbers guy. The Weeknd is a big big numbers guy. So like even if their songs may not resonate, like Blinding Lights, for example, may not have resonated with a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people that would call that a hit. I, I personally wouldn't, and I like it. I, I think I think time is going to factor into it, but if you just look at the numbers, like you can't deny that song's impact. And like you know, it was it was synced up with with uh, with WWE, and it was synced somewhere else too. I forget. Um, but yeah, that's that's done the numbers. Post Malone, his tracks, um, uh, Rock Star with uh, Twenty One Savage, or um, I'm Better Now, like songs like that. Like those those just have undeniable presence. Like they're 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 heard on the radio and they have the numbers. Bruno Mars, when when he came in, uh, he dropped the album in 2016. Um, where where he, he, 24K he Magic, 24 yeah, 24K Magic. Like that that, that album had multiple hits on there. <laughs> that yeah. album was impressive. hits on hits. Um, but then we have these artists who are more empirical hit type guys, and we talked about French already. Uh, Khaled, Khaled does do the numbers, but Khaled makes anthems, club anthems, street anthems, party anthems, pool party anthems, you know, stuff that's motivating. Barbins for anthem. Barbins for anthems. Yeah. DaBaby. DaBaby has, has done the numbers in his very short tenure. Um, but Suge, you could not deny Suge. Everyone was doing the, the fake motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Like that was... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was all the rage during the summer. Um, but he also does the numbers too to back it up. Travis Scott, he's 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 a he's a killer with the numbers. But sicko mode, you could not could not deny sicko mode in the summer of 2018. You could not deny butterfly effect. Um, goosebumps. Him and Tra- him and Kendrick ran it back like 15 times at, at a show. Like, you, <laughs> stuff like that, you just can't deny. And yeah. I, I, I like the point you brought up about the environment. Um, because environment really doesn't matter. There's a difference between a club anthem, a club smash, and you know a street smash, and, or a party smash, or you know a, a late night R and B vibe type smash. Like things fare differently in different environments, and so like I'm I'm never gonna compare on chill to like Tusi Slide, like because right, that's right, like right. It, it's 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 like both of them, and I'm not gonna call Tusi Slide a hit either. Like it's doing very successful numbers wise. Numbers wise, it's not wise, a hit. It's not a hit. Could, to me. But I'm 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 not gonna call it a hit. You know what's um, interesting though? I, I really want real quick point I want to say. Please, sorry. Yeah. But I think what we're revealing here in this discussion is that to be a true hit, you kind of have to have both, truthfully. Like, especially yeah. numbers alone is not going to do you anything. So this kind of is leaning towards the idea that an empirical hit, a uh, hit that hits, a hit that hits, that's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> a hit that you feel on a sort of social level sociological level is stronger than something that does numbers wise because a lot of songs that we that are 
technical hits numbers wise they're yeah. statistical hits that i probably have never heard or maybe only heard a few don't times right <laughs> or don't really care for and they're breaking all types of records and numbers and whatnot but yeah. the songs that we hear when we're out at the day party sipping on some when we're out you know catching doves and whatnot and so forth and mm-hmm. this is the song you hear those songs really matter and so that's what i think that this this conversation is revealing is that to have a real hit, to be a hit maker, you have to have both. And I yeah. think that in his discussion, French does have both. He has songs mm-hmm. that do numbers. Unforgettable did all kinds of stupid, crazy numbers. Smash. Right. That's a smash. Right. Yeah. All types of stupid, crazy numbers. <laughs> um, and I have a, this is how I know that was a hit. I had one of my homegirls who is um, who was at, at my old job. And she is, yes, she is. Um, she, <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> she told. I asked. I, her, I asked. She asked me. Uh, I asked her what was her favorite song, and she said, "Unforgettable" was her favorite mm. song. And so, to me, that's all you have to <laughs> to know is that if it creeps it. into the other genres, um, if you know what I mean by genres uh, of people, <laughs> then it that can really give you some weight to what you call as a hit so yeah. you're you're sick you're sick and yeah no but and like and so many people were, were bringing up to like oh i'm not going to the club asking to hear kendrick of course not no one's going to the club asking to hear kendrick you would want to hear french's music but french makes music targeted for those environments kendrick simply creates what he wants to create right and they just happen to be hit. another so great like, point it's it's kind of more impressive on kendrick's end that he can make these conceptual albums like Damn, but then songs like DNA go crazy, mm-hmm. uh, humble, loyalty, loyalty love. Loyalty. Like he, he he had bangers on that that I'm sure. And granted, that's his most commercially sounding album, and like I think he he intentionally did it that way to just to show he can do it. But like it's still very conceptual, and there's still a narrative. Oh, yes. So for those songs to resonate. In the way that they did, like humble, you were hearing outside. Oh, what you're, you're hearing outside. Um, so yeah, like, um, yeah, it's it's, th- it's really it's really remarkable. I think it's fascinating Kendrick- too, especially when you talk about their numbers too. Like when you talk about the RIAA numbers, like French, mm-hmm. you said like has, we talked about their Billboard numbers, but I just wanted to address their their RIAA numbers. French four gold records, nine platinum. Kendrick fifteen gold, twenty four mm-hmm. platinum. I mean. I don't really know what to tell y'all <laughs> that uh, numbers wise, th- there's a a clear win. There's a win here yeah. on the Kendrick side, right? And we're not yeah. trying to take away from French, but like there's a clear win. So, like I said before, yeah. I don't think French did himself service when he said Kendrick. And also, curation matters too. So, like I, I saw does. that there was um, that they played somewhere. Was it they played? Uh, I think it was on Hot ninety seven. They played mm-hmm. uh, records. And they gave it six to four to in favor of um, French when they played like mm. his records. Um, I forget the article, but they were talking. They they played records, and French had kind of referenced it and said, "See, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like this is what they did." But I think also <laughs> curation when we talk about like pitting people against each other, the the yeah. order in which you play stuff matters too. So like if you play Unforgettable up next to you know um, Poetic Justice or Don't Kill My Vibe or like. I don't know what other song, you know what I'm saying? Like you can misappropriate yeah. the feeling of a song and then in favor, you're going to naturally select another song. And mm-hmm. like we said, Kendrick makes music that is commercially conceptual, conceptual yet mm-hmm. commercial. I'm going to trademark that. But um, 
he does that thing so well. Whereas yeah. I feel like French only makes commercial stuff. I, I I couldn't name you one of his album names. I could not. I can name you I've, his hits. I've listened. Not one I've listened album. to his albums. Um, and I I've, I felt it was my duty as the responsible listener I try to be. So I listened to Jungle Rules back in like summer seventeen. Uh, it, it it wasn't good, but like <laughs> it wasn't. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't good. But I can name you some French Montana deep cuts, and I, I know that's me, and I know everyone is not at that place. So that, that that's one of the things that frustrated me the most is seeing so many people kind of just like immediately discredit and write French off. I'm like, yo, but you're probably not really familiar with his catalog. Like in 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 the early 2010s, he he was very popular. He was giving us really good mixtapes with, with the Mac and Cheese series. So like, if, if we're talking like a 20 song IG battle. Like French could compete if if it were that. Looking at the numbers, it's different. But if we're talking a twenty song IG battle where a lot of people respond to the vibe of the music and like and nostalgia kind of hits them and just like the popularity and all that because it's not the best audio. Like in, in terms of that, French could compete. Like I'm never gonna say French is a better artist, and um, I'm I'm sure Ken, even if French did have more hits than Kendrick, Kendrick wouldn't care because that's not that's not his mission. Like Kendrick is 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 bigger than his music. He he's right, beyond hits. Right, right. French French kind of needs hits to stay relevant to an extent. I think Kendrick, this is all about being relevant. Yeah, Kendrick is the relevance. Whatever he does is 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 relevant. French are gonna release so, some music soon. This is not coincidental. Absolutely. This is not coincidental. Absolutely. I I think he actually recently released. I I don't know. Like I like I've I've listened to his albums. I don't really check for French Montana singles. Like unless Who they're does? featuring certain people. Um, but um. I, I, I think he either did release something or he is releasing something soon. Like it, it would make the most sense. And it's just so funny seeing the way artists go about their press runs, like calling out someone like French. Montana, you have, I, 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 I really do like French and I appreciate his contributions to music, but you have no business calling out Kendrick, like call out Tyga, call out soldier boy, <laughs> call out, like call out uh, Casanova. Like, <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Like no. call a Dave East. And the thing is, Kendrick that's why he's not, winning. He's, he's winning right now. The point, the fact of the matter that we have spent the last 20 something minutes, 30 minutes talking about French and this situation that he has done his job. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're not giving him the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt, we're saying that he just said this in the moment and that there was no plan behind it. But if there was a plan behind it, he has mission accomplished you know what i'm saying like Bro, we're spending time talking about it so that's the whole point is that now like some people i'm sure have even this has helped his streams i'm sure people have gone and oh. revisited his stuff she's like wait does he stack up and i'm yeah. sure it really helped kendrick too not that kendrick needs any help with that but like absolutely not. you know but anyways i think this is a good point <laughs> but yeah i think it's a good point. <laughs> yeah no nah, yo me and ishmael were talking about that uh while the whole debate in the group chat was happening it was like yo, i was like yo i can't believe i'm defending french montana right now like what what is going on here like how did this man get a conversation out of us but yeah i agree and you know it's i, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like certain songs of his like re-enter the apple music charts like we saw with usher when when the weekend brought him up climax re-entered the apple music charts because everyone went back to listen to climax to see if it really sounded like a weekend song so maybe french will you know start to climb the charts We'll see. But yeah, this was a definitely a good board meeting. Um, hits versus jams versus bops versus smashes versus anthems. There are distinctions, people. We cannot conflate hit to everything. Versus Just because you like it doesn't make it a hit. <laughs> like, I, I, You know what also kind of bothers me? This is like some un- unrelated. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people do the, the Jay-Z versus Drake. Oh, uh, yeah. 
which would be interesting. I mean, it's it's very hard to remove my bias, but I I, I think Drake could, could compete to be honest. But they're, people... they're going to compete. Drake's not going to just lay down in that battle. That, yeah. he can't just lay down off the sheer amount of hits. Both of them, yeah. it, it would be a cool thing, but that would strictly play to curation. Curation right. would literally make or break that that battle. But anyways, that's one thousand percent. But I'm seeing people put Hotline Bling up against stuff, and I'm like, if if I'm doing one of these battles, like yes, Hotline Bling was a was a, I'll call it a, a hit. I'm not gonna call it a smash, but it was it was a hit. And if these are hit battles, sure. But against Jay Z, I don't know. Like like they they put Hotline Bling up against Empire State of Mind. I'm like, I'm not playing that against Empire State of Mind. Yeah, different it eras, is, different times. That is not a lot of time in between those records. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So that that bothered me. But um, all right, board meeting done. Let's jump into this bulletin board. Um, there is nothing happening outside, of course, but we've got some cool news of some online stuff. You want to tell the people what's happening, bro? Yeah. So I got on May 8th, there's this a festival, a 320 festival. Um, the people who came up with the Vans Warp Tour, if you're familiar with that, this is a one of a kind festival that's aimed at changing the way we talk about mental health. So hmm. um, they're going to be doing the festival online. Of course, it was supposed to be scheduled to be in person. But uh, it is going to be online. So on May 8th and 10th, fans can tune in uh, for free on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and the K-N-E-K-T TV Network, that TV Network on Roku and Apple TV to join the conversation through some educational sessions, music performances, workshops, and more. As well as Latin music stars Gloria and Emilio Estefan, Luis Fonsi, J Balvin, uh, Diane Guerrero, and Ana Brenda Contreras. Mm. have teamed for Eva Longoria's uh, virtual Cinco de Mayo celebration. A virtual concert will stream on Facebook, live, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, iHeart Latinos, radio stations, and websites, among other social media platforms on May 5th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. This is on some West Coast stuff. Um, Sounds dope. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's going to be cool. So those are things that are going on uh, virtually. So yeah, yeah, you can tune in. Stay inside, enjoy some music. Yo, Tori Kelly, she's been going on live a lot. Bro, I watch. I, 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 much I've been daily. watching them. She's great. Like, wow. Like her, her and Jordan Sparks did one, mm-hmm. and they were doing No Air, and that's one of my favorite songs of like all time. And like, Tori just, oh man, she's, she's great. a singer, so, singer. She, she, uh, huh, I hope she comes back into the light. She was in the light around 2016, and like kind of mm-hmm. fell off, but not fell off, but. We can have the whole sidebar about that. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Tori, I love you. Yeah, no, we do love you, Tori. You're gorgeous, and your voice is even more gorgeous. Um, but you know, obviously, wash your hands, sanitize, moisturize, because there ain't no events outside. But you can tune into an IG live. Uh, Twenty episodes in, it's been really, really fun uh, potting and providing this to you all um, alongside Nick. I love you, brother, man. This love is you too, uh, man. This, this is excellent, uh, fun time. So we're pushing to 30, 40, 52 hunted and we're gonna we're gonna stay busy as we do so you all should do the same stay safe stay humble stay busy We got the best podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved, all you little other podcasters getting close, get lost, like trying to guard crawl, fur, or trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated, Cornell grass, so you know they educated, killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused admiration, we live right now, Ray J on the line with it, this podcast straight up, Trevor Scotland, you sure they send an episode I might hit, but I left the arm red once I watched it, you know the boy clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 
No, we stay busy. No, we stay busy. No, we stay busy.